Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. In the Course in Miracles, it says the memory of God comes to the quiet mind. The memory of God, that is where we came from, comes to the quiet mind. It cannot come where there is conflict. Then it says, a mind at war with itself remembers not eternal gentleness. Uh, so when we are at war with ourselves or with others, we can't remember eternal gentleness, which is what we came from. And so we we are forced to violate our own original nature, and that's what Lao Tzu called our original nature, gentleness, kindness, service towards others. These are the things, this is what the, the, the source from which we originate, this is what God is, nothing but just pure, unconditional love. That's what we originated from, that's what we return to. And while we're here, in this little short parentheses in eternity called our lives, we, uh, we move away from what we came from. You know, babies who come into the world, you know, just they're just pure, pure joy, pure love. That's, uh, you know, that they don't have any hatred towards anyone. All of that has to be taught. Uh, and we have to start unteaching that. And I really feel that, that here on Veterans Day, that's, uh, that's an important reminder for all of us. That, uh, and I feel it's the, it's the, the Dharma of my, that I'm supposed to live out as well. I, I know that because uh, in writing, my book that will be published sometime next year called I Can See Clearly Now, I, I, I look back at, at so many of the significant things that happened in my life which moved me away from, uh, away from violence, especially my four years in the military. Um, so, and didn't Dr. Yeah, Lipton uh, say this where he could see in his study of biology that it's not the survival of the fittest, it's cooperation? Absolutely. In fact, he showed a uh, uh, in the in the presentation that we did in uh, in Seattle together. He uh, he he had a little video of a of a uh, of a fetus. It was uh, a sonogram, uh, and they showed uh, it was an Italian. Uh, it was is in, in Italy, and, the, and they showed they literally could see uh, the the picture. And when the the the, uh, the fetus was exposed to screaming, not just not by the mother, but by I think it might have been the father. Um, in, in, in the room, whenever he would scream real loud, the fetus literally would lift right up off of the mother's, uh, womb and just go up into the air and just be shocked. And he would scream again and it would go up again so that the, the energy in the room, the, the, the violence in the room was impacting this, uh, this growing child on the inside. You could actually see, see it happening, uh, every time there was a violent outburst. So, right. Yeah. Just the reaction. Yeah. So it's so interesting. Yeah. So happy Veterans Day and uh, and uh, time to honor all of those uh, people who who served and gave their lives and gave some, gave their limbs and so on. The other thing I wanted to just mention a little bit before we go to the calls is uh, while I was in Florida, because I, I was supposed to go to New York, and New York um, the event was um, postponed because of uh, because of the Hurricane Sandy and and the storm and so on. It's that. Uh, you know, just flooded the entire city, so we had to cancel at the very last minute. Uh, so I went from Denver instead of going to New York and tried to change our flights around and everything. Got down to Florida, and um, while I was there, um, I renewed my driver's license. Now, I haven't renewed my driver's license for 14 years in person because in uh, in Florida, where I'm a resident... Um, you can uh, mail it in. 
you can they can mail it to you once, uh, but but then the next time you have to and it goes, it's good for seven years. Uh, they can mail then you have to go in and have a new picture taken and and you have to take a new eye test. Um, so fourteen years ago was the last time I was in there to do this, and I had um, I took the uh, I had the picture taken. I passed that. <laughs> and uh, and then I took the eye test, and um, I had glasses there with me to correct my vision, but I wanted to see if I could pass it without uh, my uh, without the glasses that I had for correcting my vision. And I put it in there, and I couldn't see it; it was too blurry. So I put my glasses on, and and it just said on there restricted uh, eye restriction or whatever it is. You have to wear glasses while you're driving. So I made a commitment to myself that that was uh, when I walked out of there and had my license 14 years ago that I was going to, in the next seven years, I was going to uh, change my eyesight um, and and not focus on glasses and not, not depend upon these glasses for my eyesight, but that I was going to really uh, work very hard. And I was going to do it through intention, because this was b- before I wrote The Power of Intention. And I was really very strongly into this whole idea that when you place a thought into your consciousness, uh, consciousness it really impacts um, the chemistry of your of your body. Uh, every thought that you have has a has a, a component to it that is uh, is reflected somewhere in your body. Our cells are, and that's of course one of the things that that Bruce talks about. Bruce Lipton talks about in his wonderful book, with the Biology of Belief. You know that beliefs, our beliefs, really impact our biology. So um, I did this for like seven years. Uh, I just every night, and I would just do, do an intention, say my eye, my eyesight is perfect. I can see clearly. My eyesight is perfect. I am well. I am perfect sight, and so on. And then uh, I got my driver's license in the mail. <laughs> they just sent it to me. So I thought, okay, now i got seven more years. <laughs> so for the last 14 years, I have been really doing this kind of thing. Now I'm 72 years old, so at that time I was like 58 years old. Um, and I went into the uh, uh, driver's license place. I had an appointment, went in there, and uh, I told the girl I had, I had my glasses, my crutch, and my left hand. Um, but I said, I, I really think I, I'd like, to, I know, I believe that I can uh, pass this eye test without uh, help my glasses. She said, go ahead. She said, read line five. And, um, I read line five without a flare. And I said, let me try the next one, which was line six or line, whatever it was. And I was able to read that one as well. And then she wrote on my driver's license, no restriction. Wow. Uh, no, that's great. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, but I just wanted to say this to the audience. It's like the, that we have a tendency to believe the, that, um, you know, that the, that we don't have the kind of, we don't have controls over so many things in our life, particularly when it comes to our physiology. And I remember Bruce talking about, and I, I quoted it in one of my PBS specials, that um, this whole placebo effect, you know, that um, that somebody went in and, and actually had fake knee surgery and uh, and and, be, and believed that they had done uh, this actual knee surgery when they had only just put uh, salt water into it and done nothing else, and his knee got better um, because he really absolutely believed that he was doing this. Uh, so it's just something to think about when you think about if you can change your eyesight. And of course, with what Bruce talks so much about is uh, is not only ge- that our ge- our genetics, we we have grow up with this idea that we can't do anything about our genes. You know, our ge- we're just stuck with whatever genes that we get. And what they have learned is that, um, and and how he and he demonstrates it very very well in a lot of scientific language that uh, is foreign to me. But we basically uh, agree on the same thing. I speak from sort of a poetic point of view, and he speaks from a scientific point of view. 
but uh, that there's something called epigenetics, and that is above the genetics, uh, and that we can impact and change. Literally, our genetic structure can be changed by the way that we, with the kinds of thoughts and beliefs that we have. And I, I have a very strong sense that this is what happened with Anita Morjani in her uh, in her wonderful book that I wrote the forward to, Dying to Be Me, that you start changing your beliefs about, you know, really serious things like diabetes and heart disease and cancer and so on. Um, and you just put put a different set of thoughts into your head and then you create it as an intention and then you repeat your I am's as I talk about in Wishes Fulfilled and you can make your eyesight. Uh, I don't need glasses any longer uh, at all. And I, I, for probably 15 years, really believed that I needed to have these glasses and I just got thinking about this. I actually got thinking about it because of, of an eye surgeon per, friend of mine uh, that I talked to and she said... Uh, that very often people just become so dependent on their glasses and they use them all the time for everything. They immediately put them on um, and then they send a signal to their eyes, you know, and, and to the, the rest of their body. Oh, you can't, uh, you, you can't function without that. And what happens is the eyes themselves start getting weak. And, uh, and so we're not really doing anything to strengthen our, our vision. Uh, what we're doing is putting a crutch there and saying to, you know, to, to our organs, uh, just rely upon this, these glasses or this crutch or these drugs that you're taking, you know, to lower your blood pressure or to, uh, you know, to, uh, to do something about your eczema on your, uh, on your skin or, or something like that. It's, um, you know, cause I, and I often has, when I was in Pasadena, were you in the audience? You were there in Pasadena. I was in weren't Pasadena. You? Did you hear, you heard my daughter Sage go get up on stage and talk about her bumps. Were you in there when she did that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, that was at the very beginning. She, um, yeah, she had these bumps, and I talk. I've talked about this before. These flat warts that she had, and she talked to them, and she was able because she was told that she'd have to burn them off, or she'd have to put these real strong, strong ointments and gels and so on on there, and they would leave red marks all over her face. And and I gave her a third option, and I said, talk to your bumps, talk to these things. That uh, and uh, and she talked to them in three days. She just, as a five-year-old child, she just really believed because her father told her that, and she just believed that when I tell her something, it's true, because that's what little children do. And I tell her that God is inside of you, and you are divine, and you don't have to do this outside. You just go within and start talking to them. She got rid of her bumps. I wrote, that, that's in the book I wrote years ago called uh, There's a Spiritual Solution to Every Problem. But she was on stage in there. I flew her out there just to tell that story. Because I've written these five children's books, you know, um, and we're going to write another one, and uh, with Christina Tracy, my co-author. Uh, and the reason that I write these books is because if we can read to children and give them ideas that they are incredible and they're unstoppable and there's nothing that can stop them and, and that they are divine and they have God inside of them, if they learn that from the time that they're little children, um, then when they become adults, they, they start using their mind and they start using their intention and their consciousness in a, in a different way. And, right. Imagine uh, the generation that could be created. Right. Imagine a whole so planet powerful. of people who believe so. And, and, you know, and putting the pharmaceutical industry out, out of business and the pharmaceutical industry doesn't want people to believe that they can cure their depression or that they can uh, o overcome, you know, their uh, <coughs> their eczema or, uh, you know, their diabetes or their cancer. They're very, very much uh, invested in uh, creating uh, a belief system that says that you can't do this yourself. You, you need drugs or you need surgery or you need um, s somebody else to do it for you. And that's why we have such incredibly high health care costs and so on. That's why we have so many obese people in our country. One out of three Americans, uh, adults now, are, are obese. 
uh, and they, they have a belief system that says that that's nothing I can do about this. It's in my ge- it's in my genetics. Right? I just can't, I can't help it. Yeah, and they need so to. So not true. That's what that's what wishes fulfilled is about. And right. Well, the other the story you shared in the book about the girl with the Bell's palsy. Yes, at the beginning. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's mm-hmm. it's just so it's so yeah, great to hear up, those stories, yeah. you know, because you right. don't think it's true, but it, it can and happen. You can heal. It, absolutely, it can. And she was told by the medical community that she would be have it at least for two years, and she got rid of it in just a matter of weeks because she began to say, "I am well." You know. Yeah. So I have to ask, though, uh, do you see any interesting people in the DMV? Uh, <laughs> I'm just imagining actually, you in the DMV. I just think that's funny. I did. <laughs> I, I had a wonder. I, see, I didn't go in there. I've heard so many horror stories about the DMV, the, the, the Department of Motor Vehicles and so on. And, right. and this is going to be awful. And it's gonna, I had the most wonderful experience in there. I really did. I had this young girl who had, who had uh, just got graduated from college, and this was sort of a part-time job. She was an artist, and she was waiting to get into graduate school. And, and I talked to her, and... Uh, uh, and I talked to the person. I just I just made friends with everybody in there. And I had I actually had a very pleasant. And I, I walked out. That's I walked great. out of there with my driver's license. And somehow now with the new driver's licenses, they they put some kind of a stamp or something up in the right hand corner of it. And when I went through security in Detroit, uh, I was with my daughter and Maya, uh, my secretary, and uh, there were like four of us going through security. And when when they looked at my driver's license and put it under that little light that they look at, you know, when they look at your license. Right. Um, she said, oh, here, you can go through this line over here. And I went right through. I didn't even have to hardly be inspected at That's all. That's great. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I, I what it was. I just have this vision of you, like, walking out of the DMV, like, waving, bye, everybody, bye, Wayne. I was so, I was so happy, was happy because and... I had the proof. <laughs> I actually had the proof in my head. Like, I, I can actually improve my vision. Um, at the age of 72, uh, and it's much better than it was at the age of 58. So I can't imagine all the other things I'm going to improve in the That's next right. 14 years. I, I'm possible. working on all kinds of areas right now in my body, <laughs> even as we talk. It's possible. It is possible. <laughs> yes. I love that. So going right back to the phones here, let's go to Pia sure. in Los Angeles. Pia, on line two. And thanks for calling. You're on with Dr. Wayne Dyer. Hi, Dr. Dyerwa. It's so amazing to be on the line with you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pia. Nice to talk to you. With that name, Pia, are you Finnish? No, everyone asks that. I'm actually a Cuban and Puerto Rican. Oh, oh. And my mom just met a woman in the street. Her name was Pia. She was Italian, and she liked uh-huh. the name. So she grabbed it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. It's a wonderful name. I just, my secretary's got a daughter named Pia, who's, and she's oh, from Finland. Wow. So that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And her sister, very... her sister's name is Pia as well. So oh, I'm used re- to that. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah. really hear too many people with the name. No. Not that common a name. Yeah, it's not. Well, what's on your mind, Pia, my dear? Um, well, I'm calling you. It's so it's so amazing that I get on the line with you because I'm at I'm a school teacher and the kids are mm-hmm. off from school today and I'm not and I'm doing my paperwork here and I'm listening to Hey House and you're on and I see that it's a live show I'm like oh let me just see if I can get on and you and did oh and I get on right and it's so <laughs> what you know it's how things work and but, it's very unusual by the way even to get on because it's very it's I not know. easy to, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I was. It was five minutes in. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get on, and I did. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. gosh, thank you so much. Um, well, the thing is, you know, I'm a school teacher, and I really, um, I, I don't feel passionate about my job. I work with students who are autistic. I have 11 autistic boys. 
Um, I do special education, and um, and I find it so draining, and I find it so hard to stay present. And I, you know, I practice being present as much as possible. And um, you know, I don't. I I want to find a way to stay present and be here, but yet. Um, really figure out what I'm truly passionate about and right. what I what I would really prefer to do. I'm forty I'm forty two years old. I'm I'm sober three years. And um, you know, and a lot of awareness has come through my sobriety and to be honest with you through Hay House and you as well. Um and you know what I, I just got my yoga certification back in um April. And I love yoga. I love yoga. I, when I'm teaching yoga, I'm completely in the moment. I just had the opportunity to start teaching a 12-step yoga class, and I teach that every week, and it's so healing. You know, I feel like I'm of service, and I'm really helping people heal, and I can't seem to transfer that to the classroom. Okay. Um, let me just ask you a question before I answer your question. Why? What is your opinion on why there's so much uh, more aut- autism now than the, in, in this uh, this generation uh, than, than there was? I mean, it's increased something like 150%. You work with autists. Do you have any just off the top of your head thoughts on that? Well, I think, honestly, you know, just working in the school, I feel that a lot, you know, since it's, the category is so much larger now and people know so much more about it. Right. So many more kids do fall into it. You know, it's mm-hmm. easier to categorize them into the into the autism spectrum. You know, and you know, the, to be honest with you, some of my students I don't even feel belong here. Some of them are more yeah. um, have emotional disorders. I think you. I think. Um, what is your first name? Is Pia. Pia. Oh yeah, I do. Of course, um, <laughs> Pia. Um, I th- I think you really need to. Um, Combine your yoga with your with what it is that you're doing. Uh, the word, what does the word yoga mean? Well, yoga is to be one, to be one with yeah, yourself. Right. It means union. Right. Union. Yeah. That's the word. Actual. So it means union. Basically, means union with God. When you are when you are working with these children, you're really working with. Um, you really need to look at them differently than uh, I know. You said it's draining and it's exhausting, but some you wouldn't have been directed to do that kind of work if it wasn't part of your your passion your excitement and um so it's like in in serving these these children who really need to be served number one i can i don't know why but i can see you writing something about uh, why there are so many children that are diagnosed this way and, and so many of them don't need to be put into something called special education and and there are things that parents can do that you probably know about since you've worked with these children uh and your the fact that you've gone through uh sobriety which is really that's really that's called letting go and letting god isn't it i mean that's really what that's about you, you don't you just you just give up on on your you being the one who makes this decision and this is you know that i'm going to do this and i can handle this you have to admit you're basically powerless before this and i turn all of this over to god you got to turn this over to god as well and i would be combining my yoga with my stu- with my ch- with my children i think you can probably reach those children um, you know you i we do every friday we do um i do a gratitude meditation with them and mm-hmm. i've gotten up to 5 minutes of meditation uh-huh. and the the difference from September to now is so dramatic. But why only Friday? 
What about Monday, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday too? Yeah, and, 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 and making you know, making it the curriculum. Um, and it's you not can br- an excuse, but it you know, there's my children are higher functioning, and so yeah. they they have to address California state standards. And there's so much schoolwork. There's so much. I know, but you can you can still even if you combine it. Uh, it Four, four or five minutes with with the schoolwork because this will help them to be there. What I would like to say to you, Pia, is to look at these children, especially the, the, since they're higher functioning children, and see them as as little pieces of God. They have probably more to teach you than you yeah. have to teach them, because they're in the moment. They're these beautiful souls who are not uh, are not attached to things. They just they're just free and in the moment. Um, there's a wonderful book I'd love you to read. It's called Sunrise. I don't know if you're familiar with it. S-O-N, oh. Sunrise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's written by Barry Kaufman, and his uh, wife was my first, very first patient uh, when I had my practice in New York. And um, she, they had an autistic child that they, they brought out completely. Uh, he's now in his 40s and uh, graduated, I think, from Yale. And he was told that he was infantile autistic and never would able uh, be able to... Uh, Wow. You know, to function that he would be in an institution for the rest of his life, and they created a program called the Option Method and and Sunrise. It was also a movie, and uh, and Barry's brother was my first doctoral student, so I did a lot of work with uh, with them. And the interesting thing about it, this was 1971 when this mm-hmm. happened. Uh, Fifteen, fourteen years later, my daughter, uh, uh, who is now all 27 years old, um, had all the same kind of symptoms that Ron, who was the little boy had 14 years ago, and I knew exactly what to do. My wife and I and, and all of the siblings really banded together. And the answer to uh, to autism and bringing kids, you know, high, especially higher-functioning kids like that, the answer to that is just is just having them connect to God. It's really love. And that there's your passion, you know, combining this feeling that you have and uh, of, of, you know, you said, I love yoga. When you spoke about yoga, you loved yoga. And when you speak about those children, you, you, the love comes out. What, the, what, where you feel frustrated, where I, where I see angst and anxiety and stress in you, is when you talk about, uh, um, you know, the the chore of it, you know, the job of it, the right. uh, the, the having to do it, do it a certain way. Being, um, I think you've got you've got a great uh, message to tell people. Very great message. What what was it? was it? Alcohol that you were. Uh, uh, no, it was uh, marijuana and pills. Mm-hmm. What kind of pills? Um, Xanax, Downer. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Uh, Lyrica. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you've got that- you. you- yeah, you've got something very profound and to, to offer. I would certainly would think, you know, teaching yoga is all of that is wonderful, and maybe in the evenings. And they, it's called following your excitement, Pia. And when and and I, I lecture about this a lot now. Your excitement is really who you are. But the reason that something excites you when you get excited about it inside, it's because you have aligned yourself with your dharma, with what what you're here for, what what you why you belong here in the first place. Everything that excites you about your purpose in life, about what you, what makes you feel good and so on, um, is an alignment with why you showed up here in the first place. And whenever you're aligned, you feel excited about it. And your excitement isn't anything physical. You can't get up a hold of your excitement and say, here's a box of my excitement. It's an invisibleness. It's uh, so, And it's really God inside of you. And I think you can yeah, do I- that with these with these children. I really do. I, for some reason, as soon as you said the autistic, and especially you said autistic boys, I sense that you have uh, something very great to offer this world right now, and it's very, very needed. 
and, and I, I I hear that and I believe that and I and just talking to you right now I what came up to me is came up to me is more the I think it's the bu- bureaucracy of it and the mm. thinking don't don't be the in the bureaucracy That's stay out get right. get get out of the system you can yeah. stay in the system you be like right, Jesus right. he said be stay, you're in this world fill out the forms you're in this world do pay your taxes you're in this right. world you know go follow the schedule but you're not of this world. You know, none of us are of this world. This world is a physical, it's an illusion, you know, because it's constantly changing. And anything that changes isn't real. Because the minute you think you got a hold of it, it's something else. So, you know, stay in the world, but but not of this world. And teach your your students that way. And don't worry about what the, what the, what the test results are. Those kids are going to, uh, those, those kids are going to soar. I think you could, I think you got a book in you. Honestly, I do. So that, that's just what I feel. Well, what, yeah. What was it? What directed? What directed you to go to 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 uh, teach uh, autistic children? What was it inside of you that said, "I want to do this. I want to help uh, kids who need extra help." You know, um, I really don't know. I think I've been teach. I've been a special ed teacher since I graduated out of college, mm. and it was yeah. just the next thing to do. And yeah, you see, but. Yeah. But there's an there's an angelic side to you, sweetheart, that you don't that you're not recognizing. It's like, and it's why you had to get sober as well. Um, yeah. It's the you know it, it takes a very very special person to say I want to spend my life working with children who don't have a chance. That's 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 God inside of you. That's how God treats us, and you know, that's how God loves us. You're a divine being. You have a divine mission, um, and your yoga and your sobriety and your children combine it all. Uh, every day, be in a state of gratitude, and every every one of those children that you look at, just instead of seeing Tommy or George or Sally or Sam or whoever, see God there. See the unfolding of God in those children, and learn from them because they'll teach you a lot. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.